Good morning. This morning's reading is from Isaiah 40 and verses 28 to 31. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord with renew, will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. These are the words of the Lord. Thank you very much. Well, it's a, uh, a blessing to have the Dross here this morning. I'm going to welcome them up onto the stage. I'm looking forward personally to hearing their story. It was lovely to meet them throughout the week, and uh, we look forward to hearing what they have to share. It's been a a little while since uh, they've been with us, so um, I'm sure plenty has changed. Things have moved around and life has kept going, but um, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Let me pray for you as, okay. as uh, you begin sharing with us. Loving God, we pray this morning as uh, we hear from uh, the dross that they uh, will be uh, not just a blessing to us, but in somehow, uh, some way that you will bless them as well as they share. We thank you for their story. Uh, thank you for their heart to serve you uh, on mission in a, a far off place from here. And we thank you that this morning we get to hear that. Be with them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you. Okay. There's a microphone there. Can we use this? Uh, it's okay just to use it? Okay, we'll use that then. Well, thank you very much for having us here this morning. It's been a while since we've been back. There's been a lot of changes. Last time we were here, we were standing up on the stage in the corner, way over in the back of the room there. And it was really cosy. It was great, actually. And, uh, and in like sardines. <laughs> yeah. But it is great to be here. Um, <clears throat> great for us to um, share what God has been doing and, uh, and some of our struggles and some of uh, our victories with the Lord's help. And uh, it's a real privilege for us to be here. Um, did you want to... Okay, we might just go straight into the PowerPoint if that's okay, and then we'll come back. It does move pretty fast. It's got a lot of information, but uh, we'll go through that. Um, I don't... Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mama singing songs about the Lord. It's a daddy spending family time the world says he cannot afford. These simple moments change the world. It's a pastor at a tiny little church. Forty years of loving on the broken and the hurt. These simple moments change the world. Dream strong. Don't buy the lie, you've got to do it all Just let Jesus use you where you are One day at a time, 
Sorry. <laughs> I changed his uh, app on him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry about that. The, uh, the, the scripture that was read today has been something that... Um, the Lord has used to sustain us over the years and just recently as well, the last six years. But um, I just wanted to read that last uh, verse again, Isaiah 40, 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That is something that the Lord has really impacted onto us um, earlier on um, one of your musicians I, f I forget your name sorry um, mentioned that you know God must have really uh, most certainly called us to the field in the north 
and we must have heard something for sure to, to head in that area. And, um, and he did. There was lots of things he used. Uh, one of the things for me personally was um, I was really struggling with... I'm a sparky electrician by trade. I was just doing my trade. I was working with, with men, ministering to men on the job sites. And uh, one night I was, uh, I was praying. I was reading scripture and listening to some music. And the Lord impressed on me that it was time to go and everything will be all right. And I still never forget it. I, I reached out my hands and the Lord touched me in my right hand and he said, it's time to go. I will sustain you. I will renew you when you need it and I will look after your family. And um, But he did say you have to do my work and not your work. And this verse and this scripture has done that for us and the Lord has done that for us using that verse and scripture. Um, we were here roughly six years ago. We were heading from the very far north community called Sigachik, another community called Fort McPherson in that area, and we were heading to Yellowknife. And uh, Yellowknife is the capital of Northwest Territories. It's a little further south. We're not above the Arctic Circle. We're, we're close, but we're not above the Arctic Circle anymore. Um, but the Lord gave us a vision and the mission we're with, a vision to uh, be a base in Yellowknife. Yellowknife is uh, 20,000 people. We come from a community of 120 in the middle of nowhere, basically, to, a, to us, for us, was a city of 20,000 people. We, we no longer had to buy six monthly for our food and shopping. We could just go to the store and buy milk when we needed it. Not all the time. We still have issues, but it's not as bad. And uh, so it was a whole different uh, environment for us. But the vision was to be a hub, a hub for the Northwest Territories, for Nunavut, which is further north, and another area called Nunavik, which is northern Quebec. And um, they've called it the 60-70 window. And we were to be part of that push and that hub for missionaries and other ministries to move into the north. And uh, it was a big vision, and it still is a big vision. And during that time, um, we managed to get involved with ministry within Yellowknife, some ministry within the north, um, but the mission where we send was struggling to get missionaries to actually come up and head further north. And we've been struggling because they just couldn't get people to come. Missions has changed in the, in the US and the southern parts of Canada. I don't know about here, but mission has changed and people are looking for other areas to minister and other ways to minister more short-term rather than long-term. Um, the other stuff that was going on uh, was that we had a new director for our mission, so they had to get a new director. The vision had to be sort of held back for a while. Uh, we had, um, you know, Crystal, a lot of you know that when we were in Sigachik and Fort McPherson, she had some stuff going on there with some abuse and so forth. We got to Yellowknife and we were able to um, just allow her to get some help. We would, Sandra and Crystal would fly to Edmonton as regularly as we could to get some, some help for her because there's no Christian counsellors where we were. And uh, so we had her under a Christian counsellor. And she's, she was uh, really doing well and healing and she's done really well. She's, it's been a time of healing for her. Um, 
Sandra's dad had a stroke roughly three years ago. Very difficult. He, um, he's an outgoing man. He was a, a politician. He was an advocate uh, for the Shire up in the north where we're from originally, for the community. Very well-known man. And the stroke had disabled him so severely that he couldn't speak. He couldn't do anything, actually. And so that's, that was a little tough as well. And uh, um, so that meant that Sandra had to come back and her sister from Seattle had to come back quite regularly to care for him. His wife had passed away, uh, Sandra's stepmom as well, so he had no one to look after him. So that's been part of the mix as well. Uh, one of the reasons why we haven't got down here for six years because it's just been too hard to, to do that. Um, what else have we got there? You go ahead and say something it's okay, you went off script, so that's yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> um, one of the things that we wanted to, to highlight was that the field hasn't changed in its social climate in, in some of the needs. Many of you know um, that our heart is for reaching the Indigenous people and um, bringing the only true healing that they can have in their lives, and that's through the Gospel. Um, and through the power of forgiveness and through the power of um, uh, God's work in their lives. And so, um, it, Canada, I don't know if much of you know about um, the Canadian... Um, sorry, I've got, I'm at that awkward age where glasses are going off and on and off and on. Um, <laughs> but the, the, um, the horrendous um, things that have been done um, to the Indigenous people in, in Canada. And when we were here last time, there was a Royal Commission happening in Canada that uh, was looking at the tragedies and the atrocities that were done to the Indigenous people through residential school and colonisation. Uh, you know much of what's happening here in Australia and it parallels a lot with what's going on and has gone on in Canada. The uh, Royal Commission, um, when we got back, I think it was about four years ago now, um, concluded that it was a genocide of the Indigenous culture and a purposeful one. And so that has brought a lot of um, things to the surface that were maybe hidden that we had been speaking about and had talked about, but um, now they are more... Um, in, in the front line. Um, so, but that healing is still um, far off and still, um, I believe, something that um, only God can bring. Um, so that places the field where, where we are particularly, there is high, high levels of um, alcoholism, drug use, uh, sexual and physical abuse, spousal abuse, all of those things that you know you you get when a society is is hurting and in pain, and so a lot of our ministry work um, is with people in in those areas, and also a lot of our ministry work is hindered um, by, as we've explained previously, by the pain of the past because it was the church who brought this pain. On. And so the government used the churches to run these uh, residential schools and things. 
So a lot of our ministry is a lot of friendship ministry, a lot of rebuilding trust, and a lot of um, just just um, patiently walking alongside people. Um, and one of the testimonies of when we were up in Fort McPherson, so sorry, I'm going off script now, <laughs> the things that um, of Fort McPherson is we thought we were there to walk alongside people, but really they were the ones who came alongside us and lifted us up and um, walked with us as we went through um, the hardships that we faced in that community. And God used that to develop very, very deep relationships that um, are carrying us even through today. And um, it, it's just quite incredible how God works um, and his faithfulness. He always comes through. Um, like John was saying, that verse, he does, even when we feel like we're weary, he actually comes in and he picks us up and he is our strength. Um, and so, yeah, I just, sorry, I know I went Thanks. off script. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. And back to some of the ministry, just, yeah, there's a lot of practical stuff with ministry as well. And um, for us, we were, we were involved in uh, doing some practical ministries. We were, there were hosting teams to go up at summertime from... Uh, the, the US, um, SEND being a, a US-based organisation, it just seemed to, to make sense. We would love to have a team come from Australia, though, to, to do some work up there. I think it would be fantastic. Mm. Um, and I'm sure that someone from here could have a huge impact, especially in some of those communities. Um, got involved in... Uh, I, I love fishing. I, I grew up in central Queensland. I build my own fishing rods when I can, when I get time up there. So I started doing that in, in one of the local churches where we're going to the Alliance Church, Missionary Alliance Church in Yellowknife, a most northern Alliance Church in Canada, I believe. And it's not very big, but, you know, I do that course once. I'm hoping to do it twice a year coming up. And we draw people in from the community who have never been into church. Um, like a, a soft approach, I guess. We play Christian music in the background. I've got a uh, few people who enjoy it as well to help me from the church. And people get to see that, you know, someone who loves the Lord isn't crazy or isn't, you know, we're, we're everyday people like everyone else. So uh, on top of that, we're hoping that uh, that will draw the people in and our pastor's doing, um, I forget the... Bible, the Anglicans do it a lot. Um, I've lost the words. Anyway, learning about the Bible, a basic Bible course. And, Christianity uh, Explained. Chris, yeah, Christianity Explained, they call it over there. And uh, so we're doing that sort of stuff. Sandra's been involved in uh, the Native Women's Association. And you know, a lot of these people who are coming from the communities, even in Yellowknife, the First Nation people, are coming out of schools in the communities thinking that they're ready for college, but some of them are only at grade five level math or grade four level English. And so they've got upgrades. So Sandra was, this is part of that, up the picture now. Yep, so Sandra was helping with upgrading and life skills as well. And she's also been involved in a women's shelter. Um, it was the YWCA at the time. And uh, helping women who, um, who have been abused, who've got alcohol issues, um, and it was a straight women's lock-in shelter for protection for them and their children as well. And uh, 
So that, that's been a really, um, it was a tough, it's a tough ministry to be in, but it's also uh, rewarding as well and advocating for a lot of the people as well uh, in their illnesses and, and with the government. So uh, that had all been going on, but you know what? We felt that we were there for this bigger vision and SEND was having troubles getting missionaries there. We were looking at it, partnering with other mis- ministries or just talking to other ministries within Yellowknife and within Northwest Territories because we believe networking is important. And we were really struggling to, to understand why God had us there and we weren't sort of following the vision that we thought he'd given us. And it was a real struggle. And um, I've got to say that we even looked at other missions around the place with the permission of SEND. Uh, we almost went across to Samaritan's Purse. We were almost seconded to a Samaritan's Purse with a small village in northern BC called Dees Lake with the ministry they were doing there. We were so close to signing the dotted line and God said, no. He said, you're not going there. You're staying in Yellowknife. And we're going, well, there are local churches in Yellowknife who can do the ministry we're doing. You know, why are we here? Why are you saying no? And... Uh, it, 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 it was a really tough time with that. So. Yeah, we, we were virtually, we, we literally had the contract in our hands for us to sign. And, um, but God said, no, I've called you to the Arctic people of the north, mm-hmm. not to, like, it was very specific, not to the people of BC, even though they, this was an indigenous um, ministry. This was not the people group that he was calling us to. And he very clearly said to us, no, you're not to sign that. And so so we pulled out of that opportunity. But that sent us even deeper down into sort of like despair, I guess, um, because it was like, well, well, Lord, you're asking us to wait. And this was about two years ago. So this was sort of four years after we'd been here. Um, and four years is a pretty long time, and but you know God's uh, God's ways are not our human ways and our human thinking, and and He said to wait, and He just nurtured us through that time. But in that time, it was like, well, Lord, really, what are you doing? Um, but also through that time, the intensity of me needing to care for Dad and coming backwards and forwards. And you can, looking back now, you can see that if we were in that ministry, there was no way that um, physically, or well, I don't think so, physically, um, I would have been able to cope. I was constantly um, coming backwards and forwards. There was a lot of legal matters that needed to be taken care of and are still needing to be taken care of. We're heading up there next week. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, Dad passed away at the beginning of this year and um, and so it, it was a time where um, we needed that little extra space just to be able to cope with normal life events um, oh yeah and that's right and in the middle of that crystal ended up being diagnosed with a heart condition and ended up with heart surgery that poor girl <laughs> I Satan is relentless with her and um, he just he just batters her, and uh, but she is strong in her faith, and yeah. yeah. 
Sometimes, yeah. sometimes I wish I had my daughter's courage. It's, it's amazing, uh, her witness to her friends and, and the community around her. She's just, uh, God's really blessed her, even though she's had some tough times. Yeah, so through all of that, it was probably, let me see, coming into uh, after Sandra's dad had passed away, that was January this year. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> January this year. And um, in February, we had our new, we have a new assistant director for Send North and the North American director for Send International uh, wanted to come and visit with us. And, you know, we'd been really talking with them, trying to knuckle out what God wanted us to do. And I think we were trying to do it and not allowing God, of course, to do what he, what he knew was, was coming up and what he wanted us to do. But they came up. Um, we spent quite a lot of time together. Um, we, they were looking at ministry possibly around the Yellowknife area, around some of the communities uh, just closer to Yellowknife, two, three hundred kilometres out, uh, still flying communities or ice road in winter and uh, it was February so it was cold not too bad minus 30 minus 25 so it was it was reasonable it was it was reasonable enough for us to travel uh, we couldn't fly into the communities with the small aircraft because the the weather wasn't suitable um, so I took them for a drive and we drove down to the ice roads and, and spent a, a, a few days out and about in the communities, talking to people from the communities, leadership, people who had done ministry out there as well. And um, we'd also been connecting with another ministry in Yellowknife for, for quite a number of years and the church in Fort McPherson who uh, were part of this ministry were the ones who supported us as well. And... Um, it was uh, the diocese, right? The diocese of the Arctic. And we were connected with the bishop of that diocese and um, we wanted him to connect with some of our SEND leaders as well. And so we did that and we, um, we saw some doors opening. For, for a long time, um, we've strongly believed that you cannot be lone rangers in the Arctic. It is too remote, too, too um, isolated, too vast. If you noticed on the original PowerPoint, um, we did a, a comparison for you for land, land mass from Australia. So that was uh, Western Australia, Northern Territory, South. and South, most of South Australia, land mass-wise, is equivalent to the region that we are working in. And um, so you can't be this isolated pillar. You have to work alongside like-minded other ministries um, to support you and to sustain. Um, we sent uh, David up, a, a colleague up to a community just recently. Uh, it was meant to be a three-day trip. Um, it was sort of just, you know, what we class as a hop, skip and a jump, but it was an $8,000 plane fare. Um, he was meant to be there, as I said, three, four days, and yet he um, had to end up being there over 10 days because he got fogged in. And so these are the challenges, and, and if, if we as little isolated um, little pillars try to do this ourselves, we can't. God, God has created a body 
and we need to work as a body of Christ. Um, and so that's one of the things that we've been stressing to send. Please, please start thinking about working with other like-minded ministries. Um, and so David was one of these people that we, we really needed to tap into what God was doing with them and their ministry. So. Yeah, so we're talking with David before these guys came. Uh, he approached me and uh, he said to me that uh, he was looking for an executive officer for the Diocese of the Arctic. And he said, would you or Sandra be willing or available to do that? And uh, we prayed about it. I, I said to him, I said, I don't think I could do that job. That's, that's not for me. But I said, certainly I can volunteer my lovely wife. I'm sure she would like that job. <laughs> And she's very I'm suitable. I'm the one with the loud mouth anyway. No, she's, she's very, very suitable for that sort of position. And uh, we prayed about it. We really had to ask permission from Sen, though, um, because they were struggling with uh, working with some other ministries in the area. And, and doctrinally, there's certain ministries that we certainly can't work with, but doctrinally, there's ministries we can. And uh, this was one of them. We, uh, during all this travelling and all this scouting and all our prayer and... and, and searching for what God had for us and, and what we could possibly do with SEND and what SEND could do in the north. Um, our leadership did a 180 degree turn and they just said to us, go ahead, connect with David, apply for the job. And uh, that's what we did. So, Can you find us to... Yep. So um, just prior to that, um, it's amazing how God works, right? God always prepares you for shifts and he always um he, he's he's such a nurturing god and we we think he's always got you know some people view god as a big very heavy-handed and it's actually one of the things that the people that we work with often think that god has a heavy hand and that's because of a lot of the history and they often think that they're never good enough and part of our call has been to live um authentic um trans trans well lost the word transparent transparent um lives in um so that they can see that you know there's times where we're really down and god carries us through those times and he he doesn't come with that hard hand in, in fact someone said something this morning um you know, that God gently picks us up and corrects us. And I was watching um, this gentleman over here with his uh, guide dog that's in training. And, you know, the, he, the dog got up a little bit and was starting to go off track, but he just gently redirected him and put him on track. And I believe that this is what... Sorry. I believe this is what God did... And he did it at a very interesting moment. I had come over for the funeral uh, for Dad and my sister and myself. My one sister lives in Seattle. We were in Brisbane Airport and we were both about to walk onto different planes to fly across the Pacific side by side. And we walked, I was walking onto my, my flight and I was literally having an argument with the Lord and saying, Lord, why are you sending me back? Why are you sending me back to this field where nothing is happening, nothing is, is moving forward, where we're doing, yes, we're doing work in our local community and, and reaching people there, but this is not what you sent us for. 
why are you sending us back? And he said, I want you to study a character in the Bible. And I'm like, okay, well, what character do you want me to study? And he said, Esther. And I said, what? Esther? Why are you asking me to study Esther? I can't study Esther, no. And I literally had an argument with him as I'm sitting, getting into my seat and sitting into the plane. And he's like, no, I want you to study Esther. And so I sort of bickered a little bit as I was flying across the Pacific all by myself, feeling quite sad and sorry for myself. And um, by the end of it, I had, okay, Lord, I'll study Esther. So I read through Esther a couple of times and um, I got to Sunday and our next, um, you know, after I'd, I'd just got to Yellowknife and then the next day, however long it was, I can't remember, I went to church the next morning and the pastor announces we're doing a study on Esther. And I'm like, no, this is crazy. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, Lord, there's obviously something in Esther that you really want us to hear. And um, there, there was a, a, quite a lot of Esther that he, you know, he just, the whole, the whole book is about God working and God manoeuvring and God asking people to be faithful and waiting on his timing. And um, so the verse... Um, the verse, the, one of the verses that really stood out was Esther 4.14. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And so as we, we sat there and we prayed and... Um, it, God totally impressed on our hearts that this was the time. This was the time for change. And I'm asking you to get up now and speak. And remember, Send had been saying, no, we're not going to partner, we're not going to partner. And we're, like, literally, when, when that opportunity came for us to ask again, we were like, it's pointless. It's pointless to ask again. Why are we even asking and God said, no, there's times where I want you to stand up and I want you to speak and I want you to do that now. Now is the time you've gone through a time of rest and healing and recuperating. Now's the time I'm changing things. And so at that moment when, um, when the opportunity to put to the send leadership Please, could we partner with the, do this? Please, could we consider Sandra taking this opportunity? We were literally astounded. Like, we were blown away by the fact that they had done this shift. And just like in Esther, God just changed things. Um, and it, it was amazing. And it, we sort of took that as a little bit of a reprimand as well because, you know, God doesn't necessarily... He waits for us and he nurtures us, but if, if we don't get up and do what we're supposed to do, he will use someone else because the job has to get done. And that's what we felt. And so, um, so we just... We were just astounded and... Um, yeah, 
I'm sort of speechless because, I, like, I, I find it, it's really hard to, to um, convey what God did in those moments and just how he changed things and, and brought about things. So um, let me talk what it means. Yeah. Yeah, so what does this mean for us and for the mission? And, and, and hopefully for us to, to lean on God and do God's work in a way that he, he finally wants us to do it. I think we've come to the realisation that we needed to go through all of this and, and have a time where our God was teaching us and, uh, and moulding us and shaping us. This means that um, the position Sandra has with the... Uh, he's, he's the Bishop of the Arctic, of this diocese. Sandra's basically his right hand. Um, and it, it, it just means so much. There's 51 churches right across the north in the Arctic. There's only 130,000 people, but there's 51 parishes right across. And um, each one of those those churches some are struggling some don't have leadership some have clergy some have just lay people just local people and this is the other thing they're all local people they're indigenous people at least 80 to 85 percent are indigenous i believe and um it allows us to to do what god's original vision was and that is to support ministry in the arctic all over the arctic not just the yukon territory and northwest territories it's nunavut it's nunavik northern quebec and um it's already starting to to blow us away how big it is but how much god is using us already sandra can be on a phone call and she can be um praying with someone who's struggling uh, someone in the clergy or or a lay leader pray with someone who's struggling with something in the community or financially just helping the church move on in a different direction or building or and there's there's connections with the with the government services and, and the government up there and with people that that there's all sorts of stuff going on up there and um, it's it's now getting very busy um, we were both able to fly to one of the communities Cambridge Bay uh, just before we came and and visit and connect with uh, the people of the church up there listen to them encourage them hopefully we encourage them and um, and just share with them some some other ways that they can move on with their ministry as well and uh, that's going to start happening all over the place so God's done exactly what he wanted us to do five six years ago he's put us in this position but it took that time and we're really thankful for that one of the um the other things that that happened during that whole process of change when when i was sitting in david's office talking to him about this potential was on his window said the verse for such a time as this Esther 4.14, God had used those three things just to concrete it. And just another little little thing of um, how God works. Uh, two, through, two weeks ago, so that was pro, uh, no, two weeks before we left, so probably four or five weeks ago, I was sitting in David's office and he started telling me a story. David's a real storyteller. Storytellers are up there in the north. You have to speak a lot, so consequently I speak a lot. Um, the, um, 
he was telling me this story about this other community and these video series, and I'm like, oh, that sounds familiar. And he started telling us about the um, how he had this. There was this island up in in the Arctic region called Baffin Island, and there was this. Um, video thing happening there and I said are you talking about the transformation videos and he goes yeah and I said oh and I don't know for those of you who know us a little bit more you may remember you may not remember but one of the things that God used to point us to um, the people of northern um, in the Arctic region was the transformation video series and the the work that God had been doing through the power of prayer in the Baffin Island area. And I'm like, really? I said, what, what is it about that that, that um, you know, you were going to tell me about? And he goes, I instigated those videos. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Here we were, 14, well, no, this was probably 18 years ago, 20 years ago, he instigated a video that God used to spark our hearts for the northern people and here we are now working side by side in partnership with him mm. only god can do that yep. only god can do that yep. and for such a time as this this is a really important time for the diocese um, there's a lot of hardship coming um, they've made a stance on um, non They've, they've moved away from um, some of their, their um, fellow um, dioceses and, and stuff, and they're remaining very non-liberal. And so they are going to, and getting a lot of victimisation uh, with that. And we need to come alongside them. We need to support them. We need to carry them through this, this stance. They are standing on the truth of, word, of the word of God. They are standing on the inspired word of God that what is written in that in his word, and I'm pointing to my Bible because this is where my Bible is, <laughs> um, they, they are holding fast to the word of God and not moving off it. And it's causing them a lot of, um, a lot of trouble. That, uh, so yeah. that's a really strong prayer point. And just one other thing is with the... Uh with the partnering, um, we mentioned that we were almost a conduit out to Samaritan's Purse and uh, we still have a good relationship with Samaritan's Purse. Our leadership has a good relationship with them as well. Another thing we can pray about is that uh, the Samaritan's Purse Canada are based in Calgary and when we were down visiting with them and looking at moving over that way, they mentioned to us that Franklin Graham had given them a plane. Now, there's certain planes that can fly in the Arctic quite well and certain planes that you just can't use. And they have a plane that's suitable for the Arctic. They have a pilot and they have a budget. And they're going, we've got no, we don't know how to use this plane in ministry right now. We've got nothing we can use it, really use it for. Yeah, we can, we can take shoeboxes up north and we can deliver some shoeboxes, but that's it. Um, so a lot of the clergy, a lot of the lay people, a lot of the people in the communities are looking for um, biblical growth. They're looking to, uh, for foundation and um, send 
North has been involved with Alaska Bible College. They actually have Alaska Bible College involved with them. We're talking to some people from Alaska Bible College and we're, they've done many, many um, courses and, and set up curriculum for the First Nation people of uh, Alaska in that area. We're looking at doing that in Canada. They can set up some curriculum. Hopefully we can use Samaritan's Purse's plane and pilot and he can fly missionaries and people into these regions, there's all different regions, for um, teaching, encouragement and training. So can we be really praying for that? Because that's really important and uh, something we're hoping can get off the ground. I think that's it. Yeah. Yep. So there are lots of other prayer points. Pray for the people of the north. Um, it is isolated. It does get dark. It does get light too in summer, 24 hours a day. It's very different. But um, the people need your prayers. Thank you very much for having us. And we'd also like to give you guys a, a small token for supporting us. We've been on the field for 14 years, and you guys have been part of that journey. We've been on that journey longer than that. We've though, been here, here. We were at Bible College before we came, and this was our home church while we were at Bible College. And uh, so just a couple of prints for some, from some local artists. We'd just like oh, to hand them to you guys. On. Just... Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. What, a, what an honour and a, a privilege to thank. Thank you. Uh, what an honour and a, a privilege to have you both come and share, and not just share a story, but share your heart yeah. uh, for the love for those people. And what God's doing is incredible how um, he's called you for the time, for the time such as that. So... Um, thank you for sharing. Why don't we, why don't we stand together um, with uh, John and Sandra and pray for them. Our loving God, we thank you so much for the mission and ministry that you sent uh, John and Sandra on. Uh, loving God, the, the ups and downs of, of being in remote communities, the, the times of blessing, the times of um, darkness and seemingly hurt, um, the times where we question, but God, you've place them there over these last 14 years for the now. And God, as you've been moving them around and uh, challenging them in different places, opening up what seemed like amazing opportunities and then saying, actually, no, we need you elsewhere. We understand now what you've been doing. And we know that this is the time that you are opening uh, for them some great opportunities, opportunities to reach uh, those who need to hear your word, opportunities to to train and challenge and, and uh, build up uh, pastors and lay people to send your word out into uh, people groups that have never heard uh, about you. And loving God, I, I pray that as they continue their mission, as they go back into um, what we consider cold uh, spaces, um, that they will just uh, continue to follow your journey, your path, that they will be, continue to be blessed and also be a blessing to those around them. We thank you so much for what we've heard this morning and uh, what, a, what an honour it is to, to be able to serve and to support uh, John and Sandra. Thanks, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much. Listen.